Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, hey, friend, welcome back to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host, Ren. I'm so excited to be back with the season of Practical this summer. And I have invited my friend, super smart friend, Dr. Rachel Rausch to join me on today's episode. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you. It's good to be here. This is so fun, y'all. It's so fun because when you podcast, sometimes you just, you kind of have to be flexible. You have to go with the flow. Rachel's now in her closet because we were trying to work out some sound issues. And so I'm in my closet. She's in her closet. We're just going to have a big old time. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel is a natural doctor and I want her to tell us a little bit about what that means. And I really want to hear your background. You've told me a little bit. And so I want you to share with my listeners, your background and how you got into natural medicine. Sure, I would love to. So I was raised in the natural wellness industry. Um, my parents own and operate a wellness center for most of my life. So it was very natural to follow this path. I began working for them when I was only 15 and really just never considered a different career. It was just um, very much of a fit for me. And then I went on to become board certified as a traditional doctor of naturopathy. And I love working with my clients. I spend my days problem solving with my clients, primarily women that are just dealing with all the challenges that life throws at them and then how that begins to affect their health, their hormones, stress, energy, sleep, digestion, things like that. Well, I love how it has been I, and I love the word. I mean, we're going to play around with words because I love how it's just natural. It comes natural to you. <laughs> I love that because you have been in this environment with your family. And so I love that. And I love that you are helping women to overcome stress and just to walk with them in their daily lives, no matter what they're doing, no matter what they're going through. If they're stay at home moms or if they're work from home moms, if they're homeschooling their kids, if they send their kids to school, if they're going to a workplace every day. So I love your mission that you are really uh, here for the women and here for um, just really nurturing women and, and meeting them where they are. So I appreciate that about you. Yeah, thank you. I, I definitely enjoy that opportunity. So Rachel and I met in an Instagram mastermind group, and I can tell you said you're a problem solver, and I can totally tell that you're a problem solver. You are you got your notes. You are ready. You're like, OK, how do I do this? And what are the obstacles obstacles going to be? But how do I go from A to B? So I, I love that about you, uh, that you are a problem solver. And so we're going to kind of pick your brain today, if that's OK, because I want to know all the things about stress. Okay. As women, we have hormones going around. We're taking care of kids sometimes. Uh, if we're not, we're single and we're dating and, you know, hormones are crazy. Okay. We know that. So tell us a little bit about how we can recognize 
the stress in our own lives? Sure. It's a good question. Stress actually affects us many, many different ways. I would say that very, very few of my clients actually come to me because of stress as a symptom, but they all come to me because of stress being a root cause. So it often manifests in many different ways. You know, like I said, the hormones or digestion or um, poor sleep or low energy or irritability, anxious feelings, the list just goes on and on. So they come wanting to address these different issues, but at the root of most of them is a stress factor that needs to be addressed. And our bodies make a hormone called cortisol in response to stress. So when our bodies perceive stress, it begins to pump out this cortisol. So stress from work, stress from managing children in a busy household, stress from relationships, stress from trying to keep up with all the different expectations, stress from just too much busyness, stress from not taking care of ourselves well. So all of these different types of stressors cause our body to produce extra cortisol. And a very close cousin to cortisol is adrenaline, you know, that fight or flight response that we're all familiar with. So let me explain a little bit how this works in the body. Let's, let's go back um, 150, 200 years. Think about the frontier in the United States. And, you know, basic survival means that you need to go out and hunt for your food. Okay, so you get your gun, you go out and hunt, and you come across a pack of, say, wolves. All right? Way too many of them for the number of bullets in that gun. Your only way to survive at that point is to run as fast as you can to get to the closest tree that you can climb. So your body recognizes that, sh that stress, that um, crisis of the moment, and it very quickly identifies what do I need for survival and what is not necessary for survival. So in that moment, things like digesting food shuts down, okay? Digesting food, eating a Big Mac at that moment is not necessary for survival, okay? But getting as much blood flow to your arms and legs so that you can run as fast as you can is absolutely crucial for survival, okay? So your body prioritizes all in a split second. You run as fast as you can. You reach that first tree. You shimmy up the tree to a safe height, and then you wait it out for these wolves to finally realize that they've lost their next meal, and they, you know, eventually wander off, and you can climb down and go home. And when you get home, obviously you've not gotten any um, meat, but you're also totally exhausted from all of the cortisol and adrenaline that your adrenal glands and your body has pumped out in, um, in response to needing to survive. Okay, so you're going to go to bed, you're going to sleep, and the next morning you're going to get up and you're going to feel better because you've had a period of time to rest. Okay, okay. and now you're ready to go back out and try again. And in that period of time where you are resting, things like digestion and other functions of the body that are critical for health and even life-sustaining overall will start back up again. Okay. Like the digestion, for instance, you know, it's now digestion is critical for life, but it wasn't critical in that moment of outrunning the wolves. 
Okay. Oh, so, yeah. So that's that is the way that God designed our bodies to respond to a crisis, to some type of significant stressor. The problem today is that our lifestyles are a sequence of many stressors. Okay, that never end. And so our bodies have difficulty differentiating between a true crisis and a perceived crisis. The constant busyness without ever taking a break, the breaks next speed of technology that we're dependent on, even addicted to, the expectations for parents to give their kids everything that is expected of them. Um, the rat race that we just, that we're constantly living you know, that, that chronic busyness, it leaves our body in a state where it's constantly putting out cortisol and adrenaline as if it's trying to escape from wolves all the time. Oh. It's not. Okay. And we don't take that time to rest in between to allow our bodies to reestablish a natural pattern with that cortisol. Okay. This is so good because I don't think I've ever had stress explained to me in that way. Yes. Like, I'm like, it's a revelation to me. And even what you said at the beginning of like, people don't come to you for stress. They come to you for stress is the root of it, but they come to you for, you know, anxiety issues, digestion and sleep issues and things like that. So yes. that is huge. And and just explaining that whole, re that stress, that just, it's so clear to me now. Right. That's really good. Right. A and, really good way to do that. And so eventually we just become worn down mm. because we never get that break mm -hmm. because we just live with a sometimes major crises, but often just a series of just mini crises of trying mm. to keep up with the 21st century and the demands and expectations that are put on us. Wow. Okay. And these could come in the form of the busyness that we have, the relationships, the expectations, you just said all that work, children. So here's a question I have about like when you said it, the rest is when we rest at night or when we rest, I guess anytime, is that like a reset? Right. If we truly rest, it allow what happens, there's a feedback loop in between the adrenal glands and the brain you know, the pituitary, the hypothalamus, some of these different glands are all involved in this process of recognizing, oh, I need to put out more cortisol. I need to put out more adrenaline because there is some type of stressor or crisis that I need to deal with. But then when that's over, there's this feedback loop that says, oh, it's done. Turn off the cortisol, turn off the adrenaline. Let's take some time to recuperate and rebound from what we've been through before the next crisis happens. But our lifestyle does not allow that feedback loop in our brains to happen correctly. So we're constantly spitting out cortisol and adrenaline because we don't really allow ourselves to rest. And sometimes we think we're resting. Well, let's just go um, watch a movie, you know, binge on Netflix, um, scroll mindlessly. And we think what, that we're relaxing. And the reality is that constant technology our brains and our bodies perceive that as stress. So the cortisol is going to keep pumping that cortisol out because it's not truly restful. Wow. Woo. Mm, girl. Okay. So here's my next question. I'm sorry. I'm being such a, a nerd right now because I'm like, I want to know all the details. <laughs> um, I, I love this. I, I'm like, yeah, information. So here's my question. You said something about 
perceived rest and no perceived stress and real stress. Tell me a little bit about that. That was interesting to me. Right. So there are some forms of stress that is very real. If you are in a car accident, you have just experienced very real stress. Okay. But if you are late to your child's sporting event, that is not a true crisis. It may feel like a crisis and our body perceives it as a crisis because it just lives from one stressor like that to the next. But in reality, it's not a true crisis. It's not like you really are running from wolves Mm. if you are late to that ball game. Okay. So how do we train our brains to not make it a crisis when it's not really a crisis? Yeah, that's a good question. And a lot of that is scheduling margin in our lives. If we, you know, an example of being late to a sporting event, for instance, okay, and this plays out in many other scenarios, obviously, but often we are late because we've not allowed enough margin to get there on time. And I'm guilty of this as well. You know, I have five minutes, so I'm positive I can cram 10 minutes into that five minutes. Yes. Whereas I should have just planned nothing in that five minutes and given Mm. myself a little more time. Mm. Now, there are exceptions. Obviously, you get into a traffic jam or something else, and it's it's a totally different story. But we, because we live from one crisis to the next, whether it's perceived or real, we don't have the resilience in our body to handle the unexpected. So you get caught in a traffic jam and suddenly you are terribly stressed out Mm. because you're living in that state of stress all the time. Mm. That really makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. What else do you want to tell us about stress before we move on to how do we eliminate it? But anything else you want to say about stress, how we can know it's stress? I mean, I guess that's, I mean, the feeling like a crisis and actual crisis I mean, that's hard to dis- dif- differentiate, probably. Sure. And I think for some people, maybe a lot of us, if we are not familiar or accustomed with recognizing the impact of stress itself, the, we won't necessarily identify it unless we understand the symptoms that come from it. So, for instance, like I already mentioned, lack of sleep or low energy, or those hormone issues that begin to interrupt life, the mood issues, irritability. You know, sometimes that chronic irritability that we want to blame on this or that, but just recognizing that our resilience and our endurance has been compromised, and so we don't have the patience that we should have. Um, Sugar cravings, or even low blood sugar or sugar swings, you know, blood sugar swings that will sometimes happen. We get sick more often. You know, we just catch the next little thing that comes along or we're dealing with increased hypersensitivity with allergies or our digestive systems start to rebel against us. There's just so many things that manifest themselves as a stress response, but we don't recognize the correlation with the stress. I mean, I remember back in high school, I went through some dizziness, some dizzy spells, 
And it was all due to this one. I was dreading an economics class from ninth grade and it was in 12th grade. Oh, so I had yeah. three years of dreading this class. Like, and people thought I was nuts. They really thought I was crazy, but I was really like, I'm dizzy. Like I can hardly walk. <laughs> I'm so dizzy, but it was, it was all back to stress. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Our body will let us know. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Wow. And God lets us know that. I mean, he's, he's designed us. So tell us, how does God design us to deal with stress? He's engineered our bodies. He's made, he's created our bodies to deal with that. How do we do that? So imagine your body a little bit like a water bottle. Okay. And imagine starting life off with that water bottle being completely full. You have lots of resilience, for a lot of different stressors and a lot of different responsibilities that God gives you. Your family, your husband, your children, your church, your home, your friends, your community. You keep pouring out a little here, a little there, okay? Sometimes um, there are other circumstances, unplanned illnesses or deaths or things like that. All of, all of these things continue to take a little from that water bottle. Okay. And eventually it's going to run dry. It's going to be empty if we don't take the time to refill. And so I encourage people to view the process of addressing stress or eliminating stress as a steps to refill that water bottle so that they can continue to give and serve and be who God intended them to be from a place of fullness rather than a place of emptiness. And that's how God intended it. That's right. how he created us. Right. Wow. So I will ask my clients to identify the stress in their life that needs managed and the stress that needs eliminated. Mm. So for instance, you may need to make the choice. Let's go back to the kids in the sporting events. You may need to make the hard choice to reduce the number of after-school activities that your kids are in or limit, or even get off of social media for yourself, okay? Those are ways to eliminate stress. But there are also ways that you can reduce stress. Some forms of stress can't be eliminated. Mm. Um, maybe that is being a caregiver for an aging parent, or a handicapped child, or, or some other form of um, stress that God has called us to. Okay. And so in those types of situations, we need to manage them. And there, there are ways that you can manage stress in a healthy way. So one of the things that we want to do, like I said, is just do all that we can to eliminate what can be eliminated, because that gives us margin to deal with what needs to be managed. And then after that, I will often recommend that my clients begin using some type of an, of an adaptogenic herb. So an adaptogenic herb is basically a class of herbs that help the body to adapt to stress. And they and because they help you adapt to stress, then they help you lower cortisol levels because your body doesn't feel the need to overproduce that cortisol because it's beginning to adapt to the stress that you're dealing with. There's, it's really an interesting story. Think about the space race in the 1960s. So you had the United States that was sending astronauts up into space. And at the same time, you have Russia that is sending these cosmonauts up into space. Okay. And 
they would go up, they would do their work, and then they would return to Earth. And the American astronauts would you know, land off the coast of Florida, and these astronauts would be immediately whisked away into isolation for a period of time because they would go through something called space sickness, where their body was readapting to gravity. And so they would be sick, they would be nauseated, they would be miserable, and it would be several days before their body began to reacclimate and they could return to normal life. But contrast that with what was actually happening in Russia. So you have the cosmonauts landing, I don't know where they landed, um, in a body of water, you know, nearby. And they they would come out and immediately parade through the streets. Everybody was celebrating and it was obvious that they were not going through that readjustment time with the gravity. And the American scientists stood back and said, wait a minute, these people are going to the same place for the same amount of time and returning to the same earth and the same gravity. And we are getting two totally opposite effects. And what they found out is that the Russian cosmonauts were using adaptogenic herbs Mm. with their cosmonauts to help them adapt to the time without gravity in space. And then the return to earth with gravity and when the american astronauts began using adaptogenic herbs they found that they experienced the same thing wow yeah it's a fascinating story i'd love to share that story because i think it's a beautiful picture of how a simple herb can help our body adapt it doesn't give us the excuse to not make the changes where we can manage or eliminate stress but it does help our bodies adapt to what we can't change. Mm, wow. Okay. So you give your clients that, so you've mm-hmm. eliminated stress and then you're saying, okay, let's manage it. Take this herb mm-hmm. every day. And that helps to manage the cortisol and all the things. Right. Okay. That's my um, very kindergarten version of what you just said. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> okay. So then what else, what else do you, what else can happen for elimination? Yeah. So let me back up and let me just suggest that one of my favorite adaptogenic herbs is an herb called ashwagandha. Okay. Because if I share that story, but don't give someone a suggestion, then they're like, no fair, Rachel. We want to know what to do. So there's an herb called ashwagandha. It's a funny name, but but it's probably one of my favorites in helping the body adapt to stress. But then I will also recommend using B vitamins, you know, a B vitamin complex that can help us deal with stress and magnesium. Magnesium is a muscle relaxer for all the tension and irritability that we can start to feel. So that's where I often like to start. And I feel like those are crucial for recovering from stress. There, there's other nutrients as well. But that's sure. that's such a great foundational place. Okay. How, how do you spell the hard one that you... Ashwagandha? A-S-H-W-A-G-A-N-D-H-A. H-A. Okay. 
Awesome. Okay. I'm going to write that. I'm going to put this in the show notes. Sure. Um, and then people will be able to reach out to you as well, where I'm going to ask you that in a minute. So, okay. So okay. that's a good place to start with that one. And then magnesium and uh, B vitamins. Right. Compact. Right. And then I would also recommend getting protein with breakfast particularly, but protein with every meal to help stabilize blood sugar yes. that can contribute to more stress. Also, if you have a tendency to wake up in the middle of the night, which is a common sign of adrenal stress and cortisol overload, one of the easy things you can do is just start by eating a little bit of protein before bed. Okay. That's good to know. Like Mm -hmm. peanut butter or something? Sure. Handful of nuts, a boiled egg, a little bit of cottage cheese. Okay. Wow. Something like that. That'll stabilize blood sugar and also help to stabilize cortisol. Okay. And then I know that our default is to go to caffeine because we're so tired and fatigued from all the stress, but caffeine keeps your adrenals in that state of constantly producing cortisol and adrenaline. Mm. So starting the process of getting off of caffeine is really helpful. Yeah. I'm off caffeine and it's funny how I think if, if I was a coffee drinker, it would be really hard. But since I never did start drinking ca- coffee, then it's not a huge deal. Sure. Um, but I do that because I have a heart like uh, it, arrhythmia. So yes. that's why. I mean, there's so many other options that we can have besides that. Like, right. a, you know, I'm like a Coke or whatever. There's other options that we can have. Okay. Yeah. So and off of caffeine. probably don't want me to discuss right now the issues with Coke and the adrenals. Oh, I'm sure it's not good, right? <laughs> Just not good. Like, don't go there, right? We'll save it for another time. Okay, we'll, get, we'll go there. Okay, I want to hear it later. <laughs> okay, all right. So protein before bed, that levels things. Um, these are great. These are really good. Okay, what about water? We need to drink water, right? We do. Water, yeah. we need to hydrate. Half our body weight in ounces of water per day is foundational. Also exercise. Exercise helps our body burn off excess cortisol. Mm, okay. okay. So it's often the reason, besides obviously the endorphin release, mm-hmm. burning off cortisol can help somebody just feel better, feel calmer, feel more in control of their mood, their emotions. Definitely recommend exercise. Okay. So let's talk a little bit. Let's shift gears from eliminating stress and also um, managing stress to, you know, rest is a big part of that because you mentioned how it's kind of a reset. It's a reset for all those levels that need to reset like over overnight or um, during the day. So how can we rest best? So I don't know that there's any perfect way for every single person. It's going to be somewhat individualistic because we all respond to stress differently and we all have varying degrees of stress in our life. But there are some basic things that I think everyone can benefit from, um, at least a good place to start for everyone. So for most of my clients, I will suggest that they either get 20 to 30 minutes per day or three to four hours per week of rest. And The way that I define rest is something that will replenish and rejuvenate. So, for instance, I don't find folding laundry to be a chore, but neither is it restful. 
Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, if she says laundry is restful, I, I don't even know. I, I, I'm going to have to, I don't know. I need coaching or something because, okay. So it's neither restful nor replenishing. Okay. Right. And just because I, there are definitely, there are a lot of us that look for ways to multitask. Well, I can rest and get a load of laundry done at the same time. No, not really. So that that 20 or 30 minutes or the three to four hours a week, it really needs to be something that you enjoy, that maybe, maybe you almost feel selfish doing for yourself because it just seems so focused on just you. But think back to the example of the water bottle. If you are empty, you need to refill. So for some people, that's going to be maybe just taking walks outside or taking a nap in front of a sunny window on a Sunday afternoon or taking a bath, calling a good friend, reading a book, adult coloring. Oh my word, Ren, there are so many options, but it's so unique because everybody is different. And there is definitely a trial and error period of time for most people to identify what it is. Because if we have gone pell-mell, full speed ahead, ongoing, we've kind of forgotten what it's like to really rest and replenish. Well, and I was ta- telling you before p- before I push record about um, the new series, the mini series, The Chosen. And I, uh, we just discovered it. We're always, uh, my husband and I are always on the, the end of things. <laughs> like everybody's like, this is great. And we're like, we've been hearing this. And then now we've decided to watch it. And it's been incredible. It's been incredible. And um, and I, I was telling you earlier just about just how it one episode, I think it was episode three in the first season that it focused so much on their Shabbat meal and how it was their Sabbath. And man, it just, it really convicted me honestly of how, yes, our day, you know, this seventh day, our Sundays are supposed to be set aside for rest and how Jesus did that, how they, how he modeled it. And then, but it's also daily, that daily, um, that, that 20 minutes of, of every day of just of resting and actually, you know, just replenishing, like you just said. So I, I think that's so important. And I love how you said, if you're empty, you need to refill. So let me ask you this. What do you just, I know we're, it's very individualistic. What helps you rest? It definitely has been a trial and error. You know, to to figure that out, I prefer to take mine in a in a larger period of time, like that three to four hours a week. And reading, definitely, I love to journal. To just have time to dump my thoughts on the paper is so refreshing for me. Mm. When it's nice out to go outside and take a walk, sometimes just sitting and doing nothing. Sometimes mm. just silence is really nice. Um, Sometimes, honestly, I can almost wander around for a little while at the beginning as I just try to downregulate all of those stress hormones that I'm feeling in my body because I've been busy. And Mm -hmm. suddenly, here it is time to rest. And it's like, whoo, I need a little bit of time to just start that process. Turning off noise. So silence, I find really helpful. It just really depends on the individual. I love to color. So give me the adult coloring book. There's just something about the repetitious movement up and down with a colored pencil that just kind of allows my thoughts to just kind of wander off 
and I don't have to do any problem solving. I don't have to um, process anything. I can just allow my thoughts to wonder. And sometimes in that wondering, there's just, there's just that sense of relaxation because there's no pressure to think deeply, if you will. Mm. Well, I think those are some really good examples for all of us to try and see which one of those fit us best. So thank you for giving me those specific ways that you rest, but then maybe can be a way that we can rest as well. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I have, I, I can think of an example of a client that she loves to paint mm. and which sounds awful to me because I'm just, I'm not creative like that. It's like, you want to talk about stress. That would be stressful for me. Um, for her, you can see her face light up as she set up this little studio. And, you know, once a week she shuts the door, blocks off the time. And she just lets her creative mind go with, with her painting. And she's so restored from that. Wow. And I think that's the key. It's just identifying what are you restored by? I have a friend that she is resting when she can be in the kitchen. Just let her do some baking and she is refreshed. So it, it's just, it's so individualistic. It may be alone. It may be with friends or family, maybe playing a game or it might be taking a walk by yourself or maybe a hike as a family. It just depends on you. Well, and the cool thing about it is that God created rest, but he created us for rest. Right. And so like that's, of course, it's going to be individualistic. It's a, it's a, how he created us. Yes, exactly. So neat. Awesome. Do you want to have leave, it, leave us with any thoughts before um, our next little part? No, the only other thing I would say that I have found really helpful in resting is to take a break from technology. Mm. Take a break from your phone. Sometimes it's kind of hard to do that. And so for myself, I've, I have actually taken some steps where my phone powers down pretty much all my apps except for, you know, basic communication by eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Like if I want to get, if, if I want to do anything with technology after eight o'clock, I am going to have to go through more steps to do it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't power back up until about nine o'clock the next morning. And it's just, there's that period of time that besides sleep, obviously, that I don't need the distraction of technology. I also have my phone set so that it's in silence mode from 10 o'clock at night until six o'clock in the morning. Yes, you know, for, for my family, you know, it's set up so if they would contact me, it's still going to come through. But yeah. otherwise, you can text or call me all you want during that period of time. And I'm not going to get it until the next morning. I mean, it's there, but right. it's just silent. You know, there's, there's no right. notifications. And those, those simple steps have been really helpful in kind mm -hmm. of separating myself from the constant on that we experience from technology. We need to sometimes power ourselves down mm, um, and yeah. turn off, you know, to technology oh. ourselves. Mm -hmm. Do you set the do not disturb on your phone? Is that how you yes. do it? So I do the do not disturb at night. Um, and then I have it set so that it, what do, what do I want to say? So there's exceptions for my list of favorites, okay. which would be all my family. Yeah. So that's how okay. my family is still ringing yes. in or texting in and I'm going to get it. But anybody right. else, 
Yeah. No. And then I have, yes, besides a do not, or maybe that's the nighttime. And then the other one is a do not disturb. I don't remember. I think the other one is just how to control your technology. I'd have to go get my phone and look at it again. But I was able to set that for an even longer period of time and just kept the the few things that I knew I would need after eight and before nine in the morning. Yeah. So that's great. That's some great practical advice for us to do it. You yeah. know, we can do it. We can do it. It can be done. Yes. Yes. It's definitely been helpful. It's a forced self-discipline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So where can people find you online, Rachel? So you can find me at arrowwellness.com. Arrow is spelled E-I-R-O. It's an old Greek word that means God's gift of wholeness. So E-I-R-O, arrowwellness.com. And you can find me under the same name on Instagram, Facebook. You can email me at rachel at arrowwellness.com. Lots of ways to connect with me. That's great. Okay, what's coming up next for you? Because you have some exciting things coming. Obviously, I do many one-on-one -on -one consultations in office, virtually, but I'm also in the process of just working on group consultations where we can connect with more people together at one time because time is limited. There's only so much, so many hours in a day if I'm going to manage my own stress and guard that time for rest. So I'm very excited about that and just the opportunity for others to engage in that way because we all have that those common health concerns that come as a result of stress, we, we all deal with them. And so finding the community that you mean you deal with it too, you know, I'm not alone. Yeah. Mm, that's huge. Well, and so y'all make sure that you are following Rachel um, at these different places because she will be giving you more information about this. And uh, I can't wait to dive into that. And so uh, let's follow her on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram and Facebook and um, I've been to your website. So I'm really, um, man, so thankful for you to be doing this. And then the group aspect is going to be awesome. It's going to be really, really great. So, okay. So every time I interview somebody, I ask these three questions. What are you eating, reading, and loving? So what are you eating? <laughs> Always dark chocolate. Yes. Okay. So good, good, good. I really like the Lily's brand of dark chocolate because mm -hmm. it's sweetened with stevia. Yes. And then I'm it's not eating the sugar, but yeah. yeah, there's hardly a day goes by that I don't enjoy at least a little dark chocolate. Yes, <laughs> it's good. And we love the Lily's. My mom introduced me to that. Yes. She loves it. It's yes. really good. Really, really good. Okay. What are you reading these days? Right now, well, at any given time, I probably literally have three or four books going at one time. Uh-huh. But um, right now I'm really enjoying Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. Oh, I'm reading that too. Are you? Yes. I'm doing the study guide too because I need it. <laughs> I, I got the study guide. I decided I was going to read the book first and then do the study guide. It's so good, isn't it? It's yes. really good. I mean, and I think a lot of this, you know, when we're talking about stress and things and how to manage it and how to eliminate it, a lot of it goes back to those taking those thoughts captive. You know, if we right. have that, when we said that not fake rest, but you know, it was, it's, um, perceived rest and uh, not perceived rest, perceived stress. Right. And so I think a lot of that goes back to, um, taking those thoughts captive. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, what are you loving? Ooh, spring flowers, um, flowering trees, like all those 
exciting beginnings of spring and definitely my nieces and nephews. I've got 12 of them and another one on the way and I love loving on them. Um, tea with a friend, just a good talk. So rejuvenating. <laughs> yeah. Talk about rest, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, now do your nieces and nephews live in the same area as you? They do. They're all within just a few miles of me. That's awesome. I bet they love that. Yes. That's great. Or at least I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they love it too, I'm sure. Yay. Okay. Thank you so, so much, Rachel, for coming on the podcast. I know we went a little over time, but there was so much that I wanted you to share. And so I really appreciate you sharing about stress and rest and things that uh, we can do to manage that so that we are living our lives that are honoring to the Lord and honoring him with how we take care of our bodies. So I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all Friends of a Feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.